Welcome to the Woman Unleashed podcast. I am your host and coach, Kelly Kristen, and my mission is to have every woman know her worth, speak her truth, and unleash the fierce feminine power within to live life in full expression. If you are wanting to experience more joy, pleasure, deeper connection to your femininity, sensuality, and spirituality, you are in the right place. This podcast will give you the tools and guidance you need to transform yourself and life from the inside out. I am so happy to have you here. Now, get ready to unleash. Hey ladies, I am so excited to get into today's episode. Uh, You are going to hear me interview Kiara King, who is a psychic spiritual life coach. She is somebody who I have utilized in my own life and like she is the real deal. So if you are at all interested in really how do you tap into your psychic powers, what that even means, maybe you're like somebody who's super skeptical about psychics in this whole world and you're just interested, we're talking about her journey, how she got into it, what it was like to really cultivate these gifts and how to really tap into your power and your womb power and all of that. So I'm so excited to share that with you and I hope you enjoy today's episode. I use my psychic gifts and my heightened senses to help people um, release uh, mental patterns, energetic blocks, so their emotions. Um, I help people understand more of the, the six senses or beyond the six senses of life. And I, I work with women to help them tap into the power of their womb so that way they are ultimately liberated in their path. Uh, and you know we are all about tapping into the womb power here, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, and I would love to know, and I'm sure the audience would love to know too, how, first of all, you got interested in the work that you're doing, like how you came to be. I'm sure you weren't always like super open about your <laughs> psychic abilities. And I just want to side note here, I've actually done a session with here and she is the real deal when it comes to her skills and that's why I absolutely had to have her on the podcast because the work she does is amazing so little side note there <laughs> but yeah go ahead and tell us like how you really got into this and embracing this aspect within yourself oh thank you um so i have to talk about two main parallels of my life that have collided because it's not it's not really separate so um when I was, I wasn't always psychic. Sure. When I was a little girl, I was gifted. I was an empath and I saw things, but, um, and I denied, I was living in a lot of fear most of my life around my abilities. Um, but when I was, I was actually brought up in a Christian church, a very strong, um, Christian non-denominational background. And I was actually on the path to become a youth pastor. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, sociology was my thing. And I used to be a Bible thumper and throw it in your face type of person. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then I, um, so that was like more of my teen years and, and everything. And I really had to do a lot of work around my belief systems. But um, 
when I was 14, I had a supernatural experience at a church camp, which left me questioning, confused, and um, I developed my clair senses or my psychic abilities very fast. I had the ability to see energy. And when I was 17, I started practicing intuitive um, energy work. Um, so in today's society, we might label it as, um, you know, working with chi or prana or Reiki. Um, but this was something that just naturally developed um, within me at the age of 17. And I used to think that I was cursed, um, especially the, the programming that was projected onto me as a kid. Um, and what I went through during this experience at this church camp, I was told that I was possessed. But um, this flow or this energy and these abilities allowed me to um, see more, definitely more than what meets the eye. But have this ability beyond being an empath to deeply understand this is a this is something that this person can do if I share this information or if I put my hands on them, they're gonna quickly shift. Um, but again, that was more in my teen years, and I did not embrace it. Um, until, so what exactly did that feel like for yeah. you? Like getting, so it was like an energy surge into your body and all of a sudden you felt more open. Like what was going on there? Right. So I remember in my, my teen years, I would just be, I would just be looking at auras. I didn't know what was going on. I could, I didn't know it was an, uh, the term, the terminology that mm. might have um, now. Um, or I was, you know, unaware at the time. So it, w- it would look like, um, Oh, just really fun stuff. So I would see auras in high school, not talk about it. I was also a competitive athlete. So I was a, I was a year round soccer player. Um, and when I would be playing games, like I just knew instantly what was going to happen. I was just like, I would just gravitate. Um, and so it would play out like that. Um, just like really subtle, um, inner, like knowing, you know, my intuition was really heightened. And then as far as the healing abilities, it started to manifest when a family member was in the hospital and I put my hands on him and I was just like, okay, God, I know that Jesus did the hands on healing. That was the only reference that I had. <laughs> so I put my hands and I just, I was just praying. And then, um, there was, I just felt and saw this white light go through me and I, sh- it like shocked me and it shocked, it was actually my father, it shocked my father. And we were both looking at each other like, what just happened? Um, So then that sparked my curiosity even further. Wow, that's incredible. It was very intense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so you had this time where you were just kind of like, oh, maybe I'm crazy. Like, is this real? Like, how did you go from that to actually being like, no, I'm going to, I know this is real. I'm going to cultivate it. Exactly. And that's where a lot of pain started. Even more pain started Mm -hmm. in my life. Um, I got excommunicated from my family (gasps) because I no longer could believe the same. Wow. So at the age of 17, I stopped talking to my family, excommunicated, and I had to follow my heart. I had to follow my path. I had to figure out what the heck is this? I, I just started searching. So I started 
um, diving into um, other religions, um, trying, and I discovered shamanism. I moved away for college to Boulder, Colorado, uh, started working with shamans, found my tribe, if you will, found a great group of people, um, and I started practicing sound healing and uh, so intuitive work, intuitive sound healing, intuitive crystal healing, and the hands-on hands-on applications. Uh, I got a lot of my questions answered um, during my time living in Boulder, Colorado, and then um, a few years later, my intuition led me back to Southern Colorado, which I now reside. Wow, beautiful. So when you were, you know, working with, so you basically found a group of shamans to sort of help you practice your abilities or? Um, Both. So they helped me practice my abilities, understand my abilities um, a little bit, a little bit. I've had, I've had a good handful of teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, So I learned, and then I also, um, I am a Cherokee, so I knew that a little bit of it was ancestral um as well coming through me so i just began to understand you know some of the visions and stuff that i would see and like wrapping my mind around that in a practical manner and understanding hey this is this is our culture and this is this comes and springs up in a variety of cultures around the planet for thousands of years so then when I moved to Pueblo, um, I took my first Reiki training and then quickly took my second. And then from then I just started teaching. Um, so that was about a decade ago. Beautiful. So I guess what I'm finding super interesting about your story right now is that at 17 years old, there was something within you that said, no, like I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not following this anymore. And that, that's pretty unusual, right? Like a lot of us are really afraid to do that, to step away, to break away. So like what was going on with you in that point that you were just like, no, I can't do this anymore? Oh, there was so much going on, um, which is, which does kind of wrap around to some of the work that I do with women. Um, it leads to being highly suppressed, um, suppressed, my voice was suppressed. Um, and I just reached a point within it, within me as a young woman. And I had to grow up early. Um, meaning I lived through multiple sexual traumas from as a child and then through my teen years. Mm. And then it repeated in my early twenties. Um, until I got a handle on it and I was like, no, I'm changing. And like, I didn't know about the law of attraction or any of the stuff I'm aware of now, but I just, Mm -hmm. there was just something inside of me that my intuition, and I always go back to this supernatural experience I had at this church camp that, that just something woke up inside Mm -hmm. and I had to follow that voice, (laughs) that, that inner knowing, if you will, that nudge, despite what my parents said, despite what my conditioning said. And it led me to where I'm at now. That's so beautiful. I love that. And then I would love to know too, so like a big focus of your work now is working with women and doing the womb work. Um, What does that look like? And why would somebody want to connect to their womb and really like cultivate that energy and maybe a way that we could do that? Right. Um, 
so to to really go back to this time period when I was studying and doing the Reiki, I was also homeless twice. So wow. when I, yeah. Um, so when I moved back from Boulder, I followed my gut and because I knew I had to go back. Um, and this is where, cause I want to share this because all of what I'm talking about is an aspect to our feminine mysticism, are aspects of the Oracle within that we as women are naturally attuned to. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I help women understand these, these parts of themselves and get over the fear, this, this ancestral fear that we have. So, um, I moved down here. I was excommunicated, nowhere to go, but I knew I had to come back. And I had, this is when I knew my, my gifts were like just off the wall. Um, I ended up reading my aunt's mind, my aunt found out I had a half brother that I never met. Wow. Located him in three days. Um, and then I went through the most severe abusive relationship. <laughs> I almost died. Um, and when I was homeless uh, twice in a year and a half period. So with these extreme experiences, and that's when the sexual abuse like finally ended for me. And, um, with, with that experience, why I work with women, because I deeply understand womb trauma. Mm -hmm. Outside of womb trauma, I know how to take the, not only the practical steps, the, the, the invocation of the, the, the spiritual steps and the release and how we can live consciously through our womb space, meaning freedom meaning empowering one another, meaning um, living in grace. And we can harden when we go through such extreme experiences, we can harden our hearts and we can mm -hmm. turn into that very rigid masculine woman who just cuts everybody else, totally. every, everybody out. Yeah. And just do me, right. I don't need anybody, but, but I used to be that, like that. And so when I started going into my womb, and asking for healing, um, I began to channel directions and learn about the womb. And then I went into further study as well. Um, and this is why I do this work. Because even when I was a child and um, I was being violated, I like deeply knew within, I'm going to help people someday. Like, wow. I'm going to help. <laughs> and, and it just um, is not further from the truth that, like, I know that this is a part of my path and it's, I'm not the only one. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. There are multiple goddesses that, that have gone through similar experiences that have healed themselves and are a conduit for, for healing the, the wounded spirit of the, of the feminine energy on the earth and within us. So, um, that is how I came to have a deep understanding and why I work with women because I get it. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I would love to really talk about, um, if we could, because I know that sexual trauma is something that is so common and mm -hmm. really not talked about enough, I think. And, you know, there's still a lot of shame behind it. And I think, you know, sexual assault is one of the least reported crimes in right 
in our country and I'm sure all around the world really. And I would love to maybe if there was something that if somebody had been through some form of sexual assault or something and they have sexual trauma in their past, like what is just one thing that they could do to like connect to that womb space and maybe start waking that up and maybe start the healing process for them? Mm-hmm. Um. I have two things, if that's okay. Beautiful, yes. <laughs> um, the first being that your your body, your womb, is a fun place. Mm-hmm. And remembering that's a fun place. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> fun place to be. Agreed. Um, and it's a part of you, if you allow yourself to reenter, that you can know yourself deeper. And um, second is allowing yourself to explore the purity of your sexual energy and allow it to to give you life nothing was ever taken away Mm. your sexual energy gives you life you can replenish it you can use it as a tool to replenish your body replenish your memories replenish your soul and your spirit beautiful Yes, I absolutely agree. Our sexual energy is so powerful. And I think so, and so much of the dialogue even around sexual trauma is all about like, you know, oh, you were victimized and you feel like in a way like something was taken from you or even like the concept of losing your virginity, right? Like it's like, it's something that somebody can take from you. Um, So thank you for shedding some light on that because I absolutely agree. And as women, like when we do use our sexual energy, it's like creation, connection, like it it is living that life unleashed. Yes. (laughs) I love that. And I would love for you to, because this is so interesting, um, how you work with energy because it's so unique and it's something that like to see you work is like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? And I would love to just sort of like tap into like when you are working in somebody, when you have a client and you're doing a session and you're working in their energy field and like, what are you picking up on? Cause we're talking like, you're talking working with goddesses, womb energy, and it's- also like, you know, healing past, like it's crazy what you do. So if we could get into that a little bit. Yeah. Now, for our listeners, you need to be very open-minded here (laughs) Um, because the way that I do work is uncommon. Um, Even though I do have training in my sessions, it's, I've, we can graduate beyond our training. Okay. We can, we can keep on learning from the universe. And that's something that I've done from working with hundreds of people all over the world. Now, I'm going to go back to the supernatural experience. During that time, I started having visions, okay? And and it just kept on heightening and heightening. And so I have this, <laughs> this ability to tap into the subconscious mind, see memories. Um, I, can, I can hear and communicate with, with someone's spirit and soul. Um, I have a heightened multidimensional awareness, meaning we operate and we're most common with the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies. Okay. Those are most of our, there there are four components in our everyday life, Mm -hmm. especially with someone who is practicing self-awareness. Now, beyond that, um, we have our, there's etheric, there's our etheric selves or the energy containers of our soul. 
which is just another other more planes of memory of consciousness now this is where we start tapping into a little bit of astral travel something that we can experience in in the body when we're very conscious and present and so when i'm working with somebody i am here and i am also there tapping into their energy field i'm able to see where they're shut down where they're trying to open and i'm seeing where their soul is wanting to cleanse memories work on past lives if you will yes i work into the akashic records and all this stuff so that way they can make those quantum leaps so it is quantum based so that way that person can quickly uh, work their blueprints or a yogic term would be their samskaras which are the lessons, the lessons that are influencing the psyche, the, in, the lessons or the, again, the imprints that are um, influencing our, our behaviors. So that's what I'm tapping into. And it's just so beautiful because it works those four main um, bodies, if you will, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. I don't advertise physical, but sometimes people will have profound ex- um, physiological shifts such mm-hmm. as getting their hearing back or women getting their they haven't had their cycle yeah all of a sudden they're starting their cycle or they feel sore afterwards it's normal just because of that high vibration coming in and essentially pulling out or lifting that energy to a high vibration and um so that's that's how i work i, I use all my spidey senses if you will to help someone <laughs> um, which, it, which is amazing it's truly fascinating to watch you do it too i love it and then you also help people to that feel like they have the psychic abilities or that they might be highly intuitive to then actually um hone their skills trust their skills as well right oh absolutely yes um, so what does that actually look like? Like say um, somebody, you know, somebody in the audience right now is listening and feeling like, hey, I'm actually a highly intuitive person. I know that there's this extra stuff going on. I don't understand it entirely. I don't know if I trust myself. What would like the next steps for them be? Like what advice would you give to them? Right. Um, I love that you said trust because um, that's, that's usually like the number one thing that my students have um, – discomfort around or fear around um they want to trust themselves they want and they want to understand what's going on so when an intuitive person is wanting to develop to develop or they you know they're having the experiences and they can't deny them anymore um they want to make sense of it right we want to make practical sense of what's going Mm -hmm. on so i would say to that person begin to feel into your body begin to feel the subtle energy. For me, it always goes down to the subtle anatomy, mm-hmm. okay? And that is going to be your guidance system, very much like that intuitive feeling, that gut feeling that we have. Our energy field, our bioelectromagnetic field is constantly putting off information and receiving information. Mm-hmm. So when we begin to practice tuning in we're actually slowing down our brain function and we're, we begin to ex- exercise different muscles so that way we can listen or, um, and, it, and it takes practice. So um, begin to slow down, be very present in your body. 
begin to feel other than um, a lot of psychics they'll feel a lot in the third eye or the brow space mm-hmm. but if they they tune in they might feel other sensations going on in their body so that would probably be step one two is utilizing um, mind body connection through writing out writing out I felt this or I can kind of make sense to this so that way they just start exercising um, tapping into what was going on or what they experienced and third sorry um, definitely adopting some sort of purifying practice meditation is great so that way they can keep on cleansing their own filters right so how would somebody cleanse their own energy to be more of a clear channel not having expectations Mm. Um, I think people want to experience the same thing over and over. Oh, I had this spiritual experience one time. Can I reduplicate it? Now, one thing that I teach my students, especially my Reiki students, is to be present, being that clear conduit for spirit or source, universe, God, whatever, to work through you. Not to project into that moment because you're going to well, you're projecting essentially right. what, what you want rather than allowing that information to come through. So the more that we can train the mind to clear, such as practicing any sort of meditation, the more that we're going to be able to be that clear conduit. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is so important. And I, I think even in my own practice as well, like something I do is Psych K where I'm tapping into somebody's subconscious and doing, you know, muscle testing for them and getting permission to be in their subconscious. And I know like I have to be totally clear and release any judgments. I'm like, I do, I say a little prayer beforehand, like, you know, God, angels, universe, come support me in this. Um, because it's, it's like, you do have to just sort of bypass you know, your own conscious mind to really be able to open yourself up to this. And this is something that I've really wondered too, because I guess I never really considered myself to be an intuitive person or this or that. But then as, you know, as I work with people, I realize, okay, I actually am like these things come through and they're spot on. And, and do you feel like on some level that we all have these intuitive abilities? It's whether or not we're, we're doing our own practice to like you know, get into them? What do you feel about that? Um, I feel that the, the body is a vehicle and we essentially are all built the same. And I feel that, that we can all either upkeep our vehicles or we can not upkeep our vehicles. Mm. So I feel that if somebody is listening to their intuition or making corrective actions, those are actually going to be opening up energy channels and energy centers within if we tend to do that. I feel that everybody has the same potential. There might be people that just have more of a heightened awareness than others. Right. And then I guess I, I have my own ideas on this and I would love to get from you when you do start to practice and you start to heal your, you know, hear your intuition and you get these nudges, where is the line between this is intuition and, you know, this is fear or this is something, you know, where is that line? How would you dictate that? Definitely. Um, so what's very common is 
the ego. The ego, right, is going to keep us trapped and into fear. Now, spirit or our higher self is going to challenge that. And we're always kind of like receiving that challenge anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so use, so, so challenge it, evaluate it, get curious. Is, is this fear based? Is this fear going to keep me in a cycle? Cause we're, we are always working through spiritual cycles for growth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is the fear going to keep me in a cycle? It's, it's very, it's very easy if you just kind of zoom out and not make it all mystical, <laughs> very practical. Um, so is the, is this going to keep me in a cycle? So if it's a, it's a, yes, it's going to keep me in a cycle. That's probably your, your ego tripping you up. Now your intuition is going to be more subtle. It might be feel a little bit more free, especially with the work you do, such as muscle testing. You can muscle test. You can, you can feel again, I'm going to go back to that subtle anatomy here. You can feel if there's an opening or constricting energy coming through your thoughts, listen to the intelligence of your body. And if, um, and get out of the emotion to make mm-hmm. it just make it very practical uh, and logical uh, because if we are deeply into the emotion while we're trying to make a decision or listen even it can get really wishy-washy oh yeah i totally agree i totally agree and that intuition is like that subtle it's just like the subtle little nudge and it doesn't make sense sometimes and you're like what that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> yes and um Exactly. You know, um, I will, I'm the person to follow intuition over logic and then I'll let logic fill in the blanks. And that's how I like to love that. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and then if we adopt that type of lifestyle, it just gets a little bit easier. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. Intuitive led and then just figure it out along the way. It's like, I don't know why I need to do this. I don't know why I need to go here, but you follow that. And it's like your life just unfolds in the most magical way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I would love to hear from you. It was like, what do you feel like were the most impactful things that you did for yourself on your journey, like on your healing journey, on your journey to become like, you know, this amazing psychic that's out there putting yourself out there doing the work that you do too. Cause I'm sure that that was not an easy thing to do, right? Like that you, you coming out of sort of like the spiritual closet and showing up online, like, Oh, I am a psychic and this is the work that I do and allowing yourself to just be in your full expression. Because that's one of the things that I really do admire about you is like, you just show up as you are, who you are. And I would love to know what that looks like to get there for you. Oh, yes. Um, So the work I've been doing has been, uh, I've been doing it for 10 years professionally. Um, And again, I'm going to go back to what I had to do in my inner world to show up in my outer world. Mm. Um, I was just a person who knew um, I didn't like working for other people. I had to be my own boss. Um, I'm just that type of rebellious person and I made it work. I've just been making it work. (laughs) And um, coming out of that relationship I spoke about where I almost, um, I was almost thrown over a balcony by my neck. And two weeks later, I met this beautiful man. Um, he actually, I actually think he's living in the same city as you. He's an artist and we became friends mm. and he was a healer and I started nude modeling and he helped me heal just by like holding space for me to mm-hmm. like rediscover me as a woman 
and someone who's been like, who was holding a lot of shame and guilt. And I started getting into nude modeling and I still do it today as a source of empowerment for myself. Anytime I know I'm going through a big change, that's where I go. (laughs) Um, And that has been some of my inner work um, along, along the way that has fueled my passion for the healing arts. So I, when I started energy work, I went into massage school and I was, I was a massage therapist, which I no longer provide those services, but, um, I, I had a tremendous amount of practice teaching and providing services that allowed me to develop confidence. Um, and when it came time, um, to, I was actually going through a divorce at the time for me to really step into this part of myself fully. Um, I knew I couldn't go back to massage therapy. I couldn't hold space for people. I was outgrowing me, Mm. um, setting skin, if you will. And, um, I allowed myself to stop fearing who I was Mm. and all of this shit came up. Like, you know, you're going, you're friends with your doctor on Facebook. You, you have all, you know, like people are going to think I'm crazy, especially all that deep ingrainment. But then here I was, you know, well, I've helped so many people. I, I have to keep on practicing what I fucking preach. Yeah. And so last year I showed up and it was kind of like the universe forced me to, because after I gave birth to my third daughter, um, so you're, you're a nurse. So my lumbar spine, my, my five discs are in my lumbar spine are, um, they're healing. Okay. But they, um, I think it just lost the word. Herniated. Um, I have spinal stenosis and I have an impingement on my spinal cord. So last year I couldn't walk. So everything I'm talking about, I applied to myself to rehabilitate myself. And the universe said, this is what you got to do. I was applying for disability last year Mm -hmm. because I I couldn't walk. And so I was like, okay, I got to get creative. I have to fucking show up. That's how I'm here now. (laughs) Wow. Wait a second. Wow. That is incredible. It was like, no girl, like you're going to do this thing and show the world who you are. Oh my God. Yeah. So, and let's backtrack just one second so you can walk now. Yep. I can walk. I'm, um, I'm back at the gym and actually in, in about six weeks and weeks, I'm going to start teaching yoga again. Wow. In my local community. Um, inflammation is almost out of my body. Wow. Um, I'm just, I'm just applying, you know what we talk about these, yeah. our, our bodies. Yes. Energy work, sound healing, definitely, um, the power of the mind. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that because, you know, we do talk a lot about that on this podcast. I've had quite a few episodes because, you know, I, I personally believe that the dis-ease in the body is really from some sort of um, mental, emotional, spiritual thing that we're not dealing with. And 
you know, by actually going into your subconscious, you can usually get an answer about what it's for. You heal that thing and then boom, you no longer have the pain, you no longer have the symptoms. And, um, you know, obviously we live in a very Western medicine run society. So I love hearing stories like that because I've definitely had those experiences in my own life and with some of my clients. So it's like, it's amazing to think just how powerful we truly are. And it's like the body always wants to go to wholeness. It always wants to go to healing. If you allow it the time and space to do that, it will do that, right? But we live in this very much society of like, oh, I need, I need to stop the pain now. I need an answer right now. And and then we end up in like this cascade of medical intervention mm-hmm. and we're just completely out of body. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you said, out of the body, get into the body, <laughs> get, yes. in, get into the body. So, and how do you balance that? Because you astral travel a lot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so how do you balance that where you're like, you are, you know, continually going in and out of the body. So like, sure. how do you, how do you balance that? Are there times where you feel like you maybe have to pull yourself back in and how would you do that? Oh, great. Yeah. A good example of that is, um, when I have back-to-back sessions, um, I think a lot of it is practice. Definitely a lot of it is practice. Um, I've had a lot of trial and errors, let's just say that. Um, but how I balance that is, um, I had to learn how I ground. I don't do the whole meaning I had to really learn and understand about not only my body, but my energy field, um, which, you know, even these, these terms, these words are just like, so out there. Um, so I had to work with breath, work, work, work with the breath. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned to work with mudras, which is a yogic practice, um, that you use your hands. There is mudras hand gesture that, um, when you work with your fingers and move your hands, it connects to these um, energy centers in your brain. Mm-hmm. So I learned to work with that to help me ground or get into my body. Um, and I'm sorry, Kelly, what was the last part of that question? Um, just how you get, yeah, basically how you get back into your body. If you notice like, you know, the times where you do have to pull yourself back in because it's not like an automatic thing. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, So the more somebody is able to practice their subtle um, energy body, especially if you're doing um, energy work or facilitating this type of work for another person, or if you're exploring yourself, that is where your intuition still is a guidance system. It's like, don't go there, or you need to come back. Um, And I'll, I'll, I'll just ask to come back to my body. And then because I'm clairvoyant, I'm going to look around and see, did I leave my energy field open? If I did, I'd go through and I seal it. And then I have this ability to take myself out of my energy field and then clear even further. And, that, and that's how I do energy work on myself. It's, wow. It's kind of challenging. I mean, I, I hope it's not too out there, but it's like, <laughs> it sounds like a, like a psychedelic trip or something, but... <laughs> It's my reality. And you know it 
I love it. And if it's too out there for somebody, you know, just be a little bit more open-minded. But I know, I know a lot of people on here are spiritual seekers and they're like getting, getting to that place where they're like, okay, there's so much more going on. And for me too, I feel like, you know, I'm somebody who went from being like totally atheist at one point in my life, like, oh, there's nothing out here. It's just life to being like, oh my gosh, so open to this. And now I'm to the point where it's like, I guess I find it interesting. Sometimes I think I'm doing things and I have no idea if I'm doing them or not. Right. And it's just like, I'm going to heal. I'm going to send a message through my hands or I'm going to walk into a room and just like bust out a bunch of love energy. And I'm just like, I don't know if any of this works or if it doesn't, but it's like, just like things that I feel like, oh, I should do this right now. Yes, Kelly, I love <laughs> what you're saying because in, in my perspective over here, what you're doing would be fifth dimensional, sixth, eighth, ninth dimensional energy work. You're bringing in, you're bridging that gap. And so if mm-hmm. you're working with energy, especially mind-body connection and just boom, yeah, you're, you're infusing those molecules, uh, right, <laughs> with, that, with that presence or those vibes. It's, it's um. It makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because I have to admit, you know, sometimes I do feel crazy and then other times I'm like, I don't know, why would you not do that? Like, why would you not walk into a room and just be like, I'm going to send everyone in here just massive amounts of love so they feel good. You know, and I live in Los Angeles and there's a lot of homeless people here. And, you know, I actually had to like check my own energy because I could feel myself like tensing up when I would maybe walk by like a row of tents or something, right? And now I consciously choose like when I'm going to walk by a place that, you know, has a lot of tents or this, that very chaotic sort of energy. And it's a very desperate energy, mm-hmm. you know? So instead of like putting myself down at that level and feeling fear, I just choose to like rise above it and send everybody there that loving energy and just kind of like walk, just walk with it. And, you know, I just felt like, gosh, if everybody did that, I wonder what would really happen, right? Because it's like, do I have proof that that does anything? I mean, science is starting to prove, right, that like even like the way that we perceive something changes the actual re- relationship, right? Like you can't you can't be standing somewhere and not affect the energy. So it's like if we know that, then maybe if we all just like stood around walking around just giving out love, like how amazing would the world be? <laughs> oh, I completely agree. <laughs> I completely 100% agree. Um, which why tuning in daily and being intentional and that like, and then beyond intention, that practice such as you're speaking, I mean, what, what, what else are we capable of? What can we do? I love that. <laughs> right. And I love too that you talk about these other dimensions and this is still something that I'm kind of just like lost in because I'm like, I don't, I don't even understand it and the ascension. And I just feel like there's so much, I'll probably have to have you come back another time to talk about ascension because that we could, <laughs> I'm sure, talk about forever because there's just so much going on in our world. And I think like for me and like really getting to know you, it's just opened up like, you know, that space where it's like, yeah, I don't know if this is like really doing anything, right? I don't know, but I'm going to choose to just receive it and be completely open to it. 
And then, and then it's like, you just, you get the results when you do that way. Like, why would I go through life being a skeptic, looking at people that are doing this work, having other people that are getting really good results and things, and then be sitting there like, oh, that's not possible. Like, you do not know enough to be a skeptic. And what do you do when you run into people that are very skeptical of you? Um, let's see. I guess it hasn't happened in a while, so I'm going to have to uh, think backwards. Which is, I'm oh, sure I is a reflection of your power that you're currently sitting in, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not in the space anymore like I used to. Like I'm, I have something to prove, first mm-hmm. of all, um, because I know that I don't. But um, when I get people, oh, oh, okay, a good example would be students. Like if I'm going to start a, a Reiki training course or something um, that maybe never have had an energy, any, any energy work before, or, you know, their family is telling them, oh, that's the devil's work or, or something. I ask them to do their own research on um on quantum physics and i go back to that and then if that somebody has like a very religious perspective i ask them to go look at the religious texts um so i'm gonna i'm gonna actually put it more back on them mm-hmm. um and then um what i would do is if they want to try it out then they can book a session with me Beautiful. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about, um, cause I want to wrap this up. I want to be cognizant of time. So one, I'd love to know, like, what are your current session offerings in case somebody would love to, you know, dig into your world and the work that you do? Sure. So I'm mostly known for my energy work. Um, but I, can, um, I do soul, what I call so soul code life coaching, which I combine, um, life coaching practices and principles um, from a yogic perspective with energy work and psychic reading. So I'm bringing all four of these components into one session or we, you can uh, just choose, Hey, I just know I want energy work or I just want coaching, whatever, what have you. And we're going to get you results and you're going to follow up with action steps. Okay. The, the, mm-hmm. This out, out there metaphysical realm, it's great and all, but you're, no matter what, you're going to have results, but I want you to follow through. And when people actually follow through, oh, it just amplifies even more. Um, and then I have my uh, signature womb work, energy work, which is strictly something of <laughs> in, its, in its own space. It's um, I go into the womb, man or woman, so it's not just for women, but mm-hmm. I go into that space. I work the energy layers of the womb, work with the cosmic mother, and then... Um, what that means is we're lifting any fears or pains or traumas and pulling in the higher consciousness of the divine or rather the integrated masculine feminine energy into the womb. So what that way that person just naturally has that influence mentally and emotionally to of freedom and they, they just gravitate. They, it's like it's, they naturally gravitate to their inner being. Beautiful. I love that so much. And what's one thing that you are most excited about that you are currently creating or that you're putting out into the world? Like what's your highest excitement right now? Um, My highest excitement is um, I just launched a membership 
uh, oh, program. I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that is going to be, um, helping under people understand, uh, their spiritual gifts, how to integrate it's for coaches and healers or intuitive practitioners. So that way they can serve their clients deeper. So they're not questioning and I'm teaching them all about reading energy. Like I said, I have a heightened awareness and I'm breaking it down into a practical, um, uh, classroom type styles so that way I'm they're they're going through the steps and laying the foundation to to be a clear conduit and um so that's what I have now and then I'm also working on a um six and a half months training um that is going to be uh for spiritual entrepreneurs or people who know that they are gifted but they want to provide a service so that comes with actually three certifications to help them oh. get started. So. Amazing. Oh, so, so much like, good stuff. Yeah. It's, I'm really excited. So Yay! <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it so much. And thank you universe for, um, making you not walk so that you could actually do the things. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's amazing. And so I have one final question for you. Yes. If you were standing on a balcony and you have a bunch of people down there, they're all like your ideal clients, people that need whatever it is that you have to say. What is like the one sentence that you would shout out to them that they need to hear? Mm. I would tell these beautiful people that they are capable. They are highly capable of understanding that they can end the seeking and that they can deliver and live according to what is on their hearts if they take the actions. Mm, so good. I love it. Thank you, Kira, so much for spending time with us, for sharing your gifts with us. And um, ladies, if you are wanting to experience um, some energy work, I do highly recommend Kira. And she does a lot of stuff. You can go to her business page, her Facebook business page. You can see um, some videos she has of doing the work and everything. And it's so fascinating. So get into her world, get into her group. So much good stuff going on. And um, We'll talk to you soon. Hey sister, thank you so much for joining me today. If you know another woman that needs to hear this message, I ask that you please share it. And if you absolutely loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes as it helps us to spread the message and grow the community. And that is our number one goal. So if you have not already, join us in the Woman Unleashed Collective on Facebook. This is a safe sisterhood to connect with like-minded women and get all the support you need in your journey to live life unleashed. Until next time, sisters, live life a little more boldly and create some magic.